Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On this week's episode, we take a look at Empire's best movies of all time. Drew Barrymore calling out the Razzie Awards for a terrible nomination. One movie theater chain has you covered for the Oscars. And did The Last of Us do Boston wrong? For The Hub on Hollywood, I'm James. I'm Jamie. We'll see. All right, Jamie, another jam-packed episode this week, but we have to start by talking about The Last of Us because this show started off at 100 miles per hour and episode two was some of the best TV I've seen over the past year or two, I I would say. Uh, I completely agree with you. And so we're just going to give a a quick spoiler alert uh, right here for just maybe the next five, ten minutes. But come back and join us because we've got so much more to talk about, uh, including big local commercials that have been shooting in around Boston with big name celebrities. We're going to speculate about, you know, what those might be about. Super Bowl and, you know, everything else that we (laughs) mentioned in the introduction. So come back to us after this quick spoiler alert. Tons of casting calls. It's going to be a great episode. So real quick, we're going to talk about The Last of Us. I argue, James, we were talking about this before, better than all of The Walking Dead in just two episodes. We at least have way more context uh, as far as what's happening in this world, what went wrong, uh, how the fungus works, you know, and the dynamics and the context for this world that we've gotten in like the last decade of Walking Dead content. I appreciate that, but we're going to focus a little bit on what they how they represented Boston because the first two episodes have been focused on Boston the last yeah. episode in particular episode 2 they're walking through a demolished you know post apocalyptic uh downtown Boston I'm sure Yankees fans love seeing Boston in ruins Oh, well, I'm sure New York is in ruins, too. (laughs) But, uh, you know, there are some things I think that they did really cool, really great. And some things that I have a bone to pick. Uh, I'm not uh, not too accurate. Not too accurate. Yeah. So so what's going on? What's, What's your what's your bone? What's my bone? Okay, look. All right beautiful landscapes right the buildings that have fallen into each other and um you know and there are amazing boston locations in the video game itself this is following the 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 trajectory of the game itself um and in the original you see uh, half sunken swan boats in the boston common uh they're walking (laughs) on like i-90 they're going through the tunnels of uh you know of the t and they're in like Park Street Station and all that, like, great stuff. And in this one, their goal is to get to to the State House, right? So Mm -hmm. one one part that I thought they did really, really well was when they were in Faneuil Hall. And they were at the top, they were at the top of Faneuil Hall looking down and they see, like, you know, hundreds of these fungal-infested zombies, like, twitching on the ground in these, you know, big herds. And they explained, like, the tentacles, how the, uh, the tentacles communicate with 
zombies that are, you know, that could be miles and miles away. And then, you know, you suddenly awaken a horde if you step on these little tendrils, which is great because that's a a divergence from the video game where the characters are being chased by the army. In this one, they they're being chased more by zombies than than anything else than by the clickers. Sorry, the clickers. Yeah, that was such an incredible scene. Yeah, it was amazing how they activate them towards the end. However, okay, so I thought the Faneuil Hall and then trying to get around was really great. Um, the going through the, the, it was a fictional Boston museum, you know, and that's fine. That, that, that works. What I have a bone to pick, James, is they have this shot, right, of the beautiful state house with its golden dome in the distance. And they're walking down this wide avenue with tall buildings on either side. That doesn't exist, right? <laughs> there is nowhere in downtown Boston that looks like that, or that is, you know, in in relation to the the state house like that. You know, further down, further away, yeah, where where maybe the the really tall blue building. <laughs> yeah, like like near um... the the top of the hub and 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 all right. of that down there. You know, closer to the mall and and whatnot. Sure. But not where the state house is. The state house, if you wanted that perspective, you're either walking through the common, you know, and there's the little, uh, all the buildings are close together and, and, and all of that. Or you're on the other side of Beacon Hill, which is, again, narrow avenues, brick buildings, very short, you know, and old. You, there's nowhere that you can get that perspective. I know. Basically, it's no vantage point, yeah. <laughs> no vantage point that that matches. But you know what? It looks good on, on TV, and no one else is going to, you know, care. I care, James, but that doesn't matter. What does it mean? You know, no, no, I, I no, it noticed. does matter. It does it matter. Does. You know what, The Last of Us, Accuracy. you may be great in the acting and the casting and the storytelling, but you get Boston wrong and you've, and you've burned that bridge. How dare you? How, How dare, dare you? Sirs. They should just cancel this entire series. Uh, but no, 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 no. no the no. rest of it is amazing. And it really you, were t- is. you were telling me about um, just how much you really enjoyed the beginning of episode two. Yeah, the the very beginning of this episode, we have another flashback where we have this this uh, professor of sorts or this this academic expert on fungus uh, was being escorted by police into like a lab. And at first, you know, she doesn't know if she's under arrest, if she's in trouble. They reassure her that no, she's fine. That we just need your expertise on a specific matter. And then when they go to uh, where this body is of this infected person and they're saying, you know, this bacteria or this fungus came from this living, breathing person. And she said, no, this is impossible. This kind of thing doesn't exist or is not able to grow in a human human's body. When she discovers that it is, in fact, adapting to the human body and that it is very easily transmissible to other humans um, when they're giving her the information about how quickly it spreads, how quickly symptoms start appearing and in a matter of several hours and how many other people may be infected and, and are missing you can feel the weight of the world on her shoulders immediately because she realizes that the, the the cat's out of the bag at this point and there's no containing this. And she goes as far as saying, if you want to stop this, because there's no medicine, no vaccine that can solve this problem, the best thing to do is to bomb the city, this city mm-hmm. and every other city that this is located in, including all the people to get a hold of this to at least slow it down. Because at this point, it, it reminded me very much of the of the COVID-19 pandemic, of how you had these experts who were looking at this very weird, peculiar virus that mutates and transforms and, and, and 
and transfers and you know stays dormant for for a while and and is easily spreadable, undetectable in many ways until it's too late. Very reminiscent of that chain of events. And so when I was seeing her kind of come to the realization of like we the world are in so much trouble right now that hit close to home i'm sure for me and i'm sure for a lot of other people so that was an incredible opening scene opening way to start episode two which i think it it, again we're only two episodes in but this one is amazing uh an incredible series yeah, and it's um, I'm very impressed so far. And uh, the more I learn about the original game, the more I kind of want to play it. Me too. Uh, the- <laughs> Prudential Tower, that was the name of the building I was trying to remember earlier. Uh, the Prue and the John Hancock Tower, those tall buildings uh, decimated in this version of The Last of Us in post-apocalyptic Boston. My last question for you on this, James. What did you think of The Kiss? At the end of this episode, many people, this was a divergence from the game. People were creeped out. (laughs) I was creeped out too. So I I didn't know if this was, you know, accurate or or different from the video game, but it was uh, very creepy. It was very unnerving, unsettling, but very effective because it, it just shows that. It could have torn her to shreds in theory, but the main goal of this fungus is to spread to more hosts. And that is Mm -hmm. what it was doing. Um, And and the way that that I'm, I'm blanking on her name, but the character, how she just decided to go out in a blaze of glory and and blow up herself, the rest of the the zombies, and giving uh, Joel and Ellie a time to escape, um, incredible. Oh, absolutely! I I thought that it was really beautifully done, though. Um, it was. I believe the 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 actress. Uh, herself had talked about how she thought that it would probably her name is Tess by the way the character's name is Tess Teresa uh, played by Anna Torv and um, in a behind the scenes she had talked about how she thought that it might be a little bit more romantic like fungus talking to fungus and wanting to but when it came time to actually shoot it Mm. it was just as creepy as it looks uh, on, on screen and that you know that's just how it ended up being and her face and her expression ended up being because just just what it was um so it was just it just felt authentic uh really love the clickers oh i was just um, about to got, say that yeah they're yes. so creepy and so awesome like the, the like you said in, in in last week's episode when zombies can move very fast and are very strong that it, you know it, it increases the scare factor by tenfold yes I, yeah and just the makeup the design and the actors that they chose uh, were were fans of the games who knew you know the the, the movements. So so good. Um, it's really great to see creators that are committed and passionate about the source material because there's a reason it was you know successful in the first place and by being true to that you know it it is successful again on screen. Um, M. Night, M. Night. Uh, because <laughs> yeah, my husband was talking, and I were talking about Avatar The Last Airbender and how, you know, that movie was just such a tremendous flop because it was not true to the source material at all. They changed the personality of the characters. They even changed Aang's name. And yeah. I went opening night dressed to the T. Everyone was dressed. Everyone was excited. I've never had an experience, James, where you could feel the air being let out of the whole theater and a whole room of excited people getting furious simultaneously, you know, to the point that people were like yelling at the screen towards the end of it. I don't think I'll ever experience that again. So to the last of us, you're doing it right. And um, the fans appreciate it. So 
Thanks. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So let us know what you think about the show. What do you think about Pedro Pascal? Um, so one thing I realized also, Pe- uh, Pedro Pascal is in three amazing franchises. One, yeah. uh, Game of Thrones. He played a, an awesome character in that one. He's uh, the Mandalorian in, in, for Star Wars. And now he's uh, Joel over here in The Last of Us. This guy can't do no wrong. No, and he's so chill, and he's so amazing. Uh, we love Pedro. I take that back. He can do no wrong. I say can't. He can't. It's oh, bad, yeah, he gram- can- bad grammar. <laughs> <laughs> he can do no wrong, um, especially Absolutely. if he decides to join us in the Hub on Hollywood. We would love to have him. Um, yeah. Wonderful. He so, listens. Yes. Tell us what you think about The, the, the Last of Us. Um, do you also have a bone to pick about the Boston scenes, or do you not care at all? And I'm just I- being too nitty-picky. Nitty pick. <laughs> I noticed so. the uh, I noticed the state house, of course, and in the other areas. But like, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I think I was just I was just too transfixed on the characters and and, the story, uh, and seeing yeah. and and the story. And that's a good thing when you can tell a good story. Where for for the most part, I think most people don't notice things like that. I think you're doing good storytelling. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, comment down below. We are at Hub on Hollywood on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and on TikTok. So please leave us some love and uh, give us some follows. But uh, talking about some more love that we uh, we are experiencing here in Boston, uh, apparently right now is the time for all of Boston's A-list celebrities and and athletes to come. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions and... Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit out of the woodwork and, and film commercials because yeah. a couple of weeks ago we mentioned or last week we mentioned that um, a little while before then Ben Affleck and J-Lo were here at the Duncan right around the corner from my house filming mm-hmm. a commercial uh, which will probably be I think a Super Bowl commercial and what I think will be another Super Bowl commercial was filming outside the Garden TD Garden <laughs> um, in the West End of Boston and um, I actually covered it for Story 4 WBZ News Radio and we had uh, Zdeno Chara, former mm. Bruins legend, hockey player, and comedian, local comedian Lenny Clark, uh, they were spotted outside of North Station uh, filming a commercial with the Sausage Guy. Uh, <laughs> and if you are from Boston or near the area, you know the Sausage Guy. They are there outside the Red Sox, out of, outside of Fenway, uh, selling their their signature hot dogs, which are bomb diggity. So it was cool to see them. <laughs> filming is it bomb dig- people say bomb diggity right no, all the kids they don't, but they don't okay. say that it's oh fine. no <laughs> well, i'm bringing it. it back i'm bringing it back but um they were filming outside the garden uh for a commercial and i was able to talk to the sausage guys um uh both jet and his father david and so it was pretty cool you saw people of course taking pictures and and getting mm-hmm. video of the of the celebrities uh also later that day 
uh, for the same commercial. We had uh, Red Sox slugger David Ortiz filming it, as well as Olympic gold medalist Ali Raisman, uh, who is a mm. gymnast, as well as uh, NBA champion and Celtics broadcaster Brian Scalabrini. So all this for a Drafts King commercial. Super Bowl's coming up. I think... I think it's easy to assume or presume that uh, that this will be airing during that during that big game. Yeah, and we just wanted to give a, a shout out to um, one of the uh, in- incredible actors and creators uh, that we've had on our program before, Sam Zillick, who uh, was in and around the scene of that commercial as well earlier this week. So a shout out to Sam, um, yeah. who's uh, you know a big supporter of the Hub on Hollywood. We love him, and it's Sam. Just if great you see me see. on set. If you're on set, Sam, uh, feel free to, to holler. Yeah, give me a give me a shout out because I uh, would love to have talked to you. Yeah, exactly. And if anyone else sees James out and about, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Boston being the incredible reporter that he is, give him a holler. Talk about the hub on Hollywood. We'd love to have you on. Uh, it's just it's great to see not only all of the local celebrities, James, because there are so many great Bostonian A-list actors who you know bring these awesome projects here. Um, And it creates so many opportunities for uh, a lot of uh, local talent and local creators um, here in Massachusetts and New England. That's always really exciting to see. We've got a ton of casting calls that we are gonna be sharing with you at the end of this episode. So if that interests you, you wanna get in a movie, in a TV show, in a commercial, stick with us to the end of this episode uh, because there are uh, a lot. There are a ton coming up and maybe you can be in the next Super Bowl commercial with David Ortiz. Uh, So, yes, that is just, it's just wonderful. Just wanted to say that. Boston Rocks. Absolutely. Yeah, so stick around for the casting call. Stick around later in the episode for us going down Empire's 100 Best Movies of All Time. But let's hit the Hub's headlines uh, for this week's entertainment roundup. Uh, Beloved Disney tearjerker Coco is heading to Broadway. (laughs) Is, is this like, a surprise? <laughs> it's not. It's not really a surprise. I love how you did like a little. La- you had a little accent there. You're, it's going to a Broadway or something. To <laughs> yes. a Broadway. Yeah, to I kind Broadway. of stumbled there, but yeah. yeah. No, it's good. Uh, um, I think uh, it, it's a beautiful story, and you know they've always got a great movie for kids or, or, or a great production like Aladdin, um, or, or you know along those lines like a Disney production that is available for kids on Broadway, which I think is wonderful. And you were mentioning that if Coco is going, ay mi amor, ay mi amor, I love yeah. the songs in Coco. So good, it's so Me good. I get emotional during that movie. It is a tearjerker. I do get emotional yeah. uh, thinking and about my my abuela. So uh, no, very good movie. Aww. And so that would probably be. Uh, it wouldn't be too much of a stretch, a hop and a skip, to think that uh, maybe Encanto is next. You were saying. Yeah, basically Encanto. And I think this was my main issue watching Encanto for the first time. Because when I watched it for the first time, I thought it was very... Especially the first song, the opening, it's very information heavy, kind of introducing all the characters in this very big display, like this big, bold song in the very beginning. And then the rest of the movie, it felt like a Broadway production, but it but it clicked later, maybe the second or third time I watched it, maybe the second time, that, mm. oh, this is basically a Broadway production <laughs> in disney animation format and so Mm. i think it's easy 
for it would be an easy transition for Encanto the movie to make it onto Broadway because it feels like that already in the film. So it should be just as easy to do that um, on Broadway. And the cool thing is they actually had a recent, I think it was at the Hollywood Bowl where they had the Encanto, uh, many of the actual actors and singers in that movie come and perform in front of a in front of a live audience. And so that was well done very well done and so I think Encanto is the next thing and um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to be very 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 happy if and when that happens (laughs) well that's exactly what I was about to say it is written by (laughs) Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton and In the Heights um, and now he is just like Disney's go-to Latin guy for he's the uh, he's the golden goose he's the golden goose I mean he helped with uh, he helped with Freaking Frozen, right? Um, yeah. Helped write Frozen, and then he and helped Moana. with Viv- Viva Moana. Um, he's just their their go to guy. So we love Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, we'd love to talk to him too. But yeah, Encanto. <laughs> uh, if that made it to Broadway next after Coco, I would be there in a heartbeat. Uh, my kids still watch it almost every single day. Um, it's just beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, Beautiful. Love the song. And lastly, and lastly, in. speaking about uh, Lin Manuel and Hamilton, uh, just a quick shout out. If you are in Boston, uh, Hamilton, the production is coming to Boston um, in in a couple months, and so check the calendar, check mm-hmm. the check online. But Hamilton uh, apparently coming to to Boston, unless it's out right now. Let me double check that. But yeah, either either <laughs> way, if you're in Boston, check out the schedule because it's either here or it's coming up soon. Really cool stuff. Sounds like a double date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm down down let's go okay let's go so one thing that we will not be uh checking out or celebrating or recognizing is the razzie awards those folks mm. because they've they've uh they've made a lot of people upset and angry over their latest uh nominees and nominations uh for this year's razzie awards uh going as far as apologizing after they nominated an 11 year old actress ryan kira armstrong for worst actress for her performance Aww. in Firestarter. Really quick, how, do, how does one think it's a good idea to nominate an 11-year-old actress uh, a child, an, a, a child uh, in any kind of worst actor performance category? Yeah. I, that just, that just I, it seems so obviously wrong. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know who was in charge of this decision. Was it more than one person who came to a consensus on nominating a child? For this kind yeah. of an award? Like, who does that? Who who tries to knock down someone who's young and aspiring and working so hard? You don't do that to a child. And, and naturally, a lot of people came um, to her defense, including Drew Barrymore. Yeah, a child actor herself, of course, she knows the, the ups and downs of that lifestyle and, and the being in the spotlight of criticism for whatever you do, let alone in your movies. But she was on CBS this morning and she said, uh, basically standing up for uh, the actress and slamming the Razzie Awards, saying that pretty much the nomination was a form of bullying. She said that we have mm-hmm. to be careful about what we or how we speak to or about people because it encourages others to join in on the bandwagon, but she mm-hmm. is glad that other people did not jump on the bandwagon and called out mm-hmm. the Razzies because it just isn't right. So again, the Razzies issued an apology saying that they're going to do better and they've changed their policy, so in the future they won't nominate mm-hmm. anybody under 18 years old. But um, 
you know, I don't know if a poli- if an apology goes far enough already, but it should have been common sense. It should have been yeah. common sense. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's a dick move, honestly. Um, I, I think they need to replace their entire board of people who made that decision. Uh, he- actors are human beings, people, and uh, children are children. Wake, wake up. Also, Drew Barrymore just wanted to mention original Firestarter, um, and she. A, you know, child she actress. She was. She was the original Firestarter. I forgot and, about that. Yes, and you know, as a very famous child actress, she went through so much. Drew Barrymore went through so much, um, you know, it, which led to substance abuse. You know, at an extremely early age. No one knows better than her. And uh, yeah, we we all need to be doing better. And at this point in 2023, come on, it should be way more than common sense to uh, not do this. So. Yeah, how about the award for the worst award nomination goes to the Razzies? The Razzies. How about that? Yeah. Take that. In your face. <laughs> In your face. Well, talking about, let's go from bad nominations to great nominations because okay. we have our list of the best films nominated for an Oscar this year. They include All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, which I really want to watch soon, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Not all of these films are still in theaters. However, Regal Cinema, they are going to be showcasing them for just six bucks at their movie theater uh, between March 3rd and the 12th. So if you haven't seen it in, in, uh, on the big screen yet, um, and you know, you're know you near a Regal Cinema, go check it out. Because like James Cameron said, uh, I'm going to quote James Cameron right here, but he says, going to a movie theater is less about the size of the screen and the perfection of the sound system and more about the decision to not multitask. You're making a deal between yourself and a piece of art to give it your full attention. Mm. So I think that's that's beautiful. I, I, that's my that's <laughs> why I go to the movies, Jamie. That's why I love the movie theater experience. You get to put everything away and focus on the art. You get to be engrossed. You get to be transported like that. <laughs> you know that opening uh, scene with the actress who is in the in the movie theater? It's like, we come here. Oh, Nicole the, Kidman. Yes, yeah. with Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah, we come here to go somewhere else, to be in another world, to be in another life. You know, everything the funny thing that is, she says. <laughs> the funny thing is, she's alone in that movie theater. It's like, I know. <laughs> like you know, you could add more people in the background and like have Nicole Kidman walk in. I mean... And though she would have been like kind of shushed yeah. if she was like talking during the entire uh, like, lead up, up to the film. Shut up, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> but um, but no, that's absolutely right. And uh, and it doesn't matter what big or how big the screen is or how mm. good the sound is, as long as you're there and you can mm. devote your attention to yeah. the movie magic. I think that's good. But you know what's great for um, <laughs> if you have like ADHD or something, mm-hmm. then you've got streaming services. If you need to, you know, watch your phone and have a conversation and do ten things at once, yeah, then you've got the streaming services. But when it's time to go to the theater, put it all away and enjoy. Be or else Nicole Kidman will come after you. And gonna kick your ass. <laughs> well, speaking about kicking ass and James Cameron, yeah. uh, James Cameron continues to kick the box office butt because mm. now Avatar The Way of Water is the fifth highest grossing film of all time, passing Avengers Infinity War. Wow. Um, well, I, I would say that it's expected. You know, it's uh, for everything that James Cameron puts into his productions, everything that he creates is a once in a generation event. It's a totally uh, 
on point uh, expected and uh, we'll see if it goes even further uh the only thing that i'm kind of surprised at is that that many with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. People were able to devote, you know, more than three <laughs> hours of their lives to go and see it in theaters. And, and really, it is more than three hours. It's like four hours because you get to take into account like going to the movie theater, driving mm -hmm. there, uh, you well, know, walking or however you get there, doing that parking, going up there, waiting in line at the concession stand, going back to the thing, waiting for the previews. So like, it's like a four or five hour commitment for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of time, a lot of time. But um, they have made so far $2 billion, $54 million. They are just $14 mm. million behind uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. So I'm pretty sure they're going to be uh, surpassing that to soon eventually become the, uh, the fourth highest grossing film of all time. So James Cameron, can't stop him. Whoa, can't stop, won't stop, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> Since we're doing throwbacks is all. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, continue we're bringing your it back. transition. We're, we're bringing it back, we're bringing it back. And uh, bring, talking about bringing it back, let's bring back some of our best movies and favorite movies of all time. EmpireOnline.com released its latest list of the best movies ever and we're we're not going to spend five hours like in avatar uh going through this uh -huh. list but we're going to be running through this and you know we could we could stop at parts talking about if this is a good idea this is not a good idea and where we may place things higher or lower on the list but to begin with we have coming in at 100 reservoir dogs by quinn tarantino Ooh. i think that definitely makes the 100 list uh yes and then we've got for number 99 um, Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's a classic. Bill Murray. Uh, you can't go wrong with Groundhog Day. Now, I'm a, we're already three in, but I'm already causing trouble because uh, number 98, Paddington 2. I will, I will fight on any hill and, and, and demand that Paddington 2 be higher, much higher <laughs> on this list. Number 98, Paddington 2 is a masterpiece. Like I said, it is like the Empire Strikes Back of the Paddington oh my universe. God. It is so Jesus. good. Have you seen it? Uh, who knew? No, I haven't seen it, but apparently Please. now I have to. <laughs> you have. To, I think your kids are going to love it. Go watch Paddington <laughs> 1. It's a very good, strong, very, I, I would say it's a great movie also, but Paddington yeah. 2, it just cranks it up another notch, and it, it's so much okay. fun. You have Hugh Grant uh, as the main villain. He's chewing up the scenery like like a fine steak, as they describe in this Empire Magazine uh, link, but um, go watch it right now. So, Tell Paddington us how you 2. really feel. Should be higher. James I will fight dropping everybody. the hot takes in the Paddington verse. Okay. 
number 97, Amélie, uh, this beautiful French uh, film, whimsical rom-com, um, lead Audrey Tatao. My, uh, I've had friends who all compare me to this, to this Amélie character. Uh, really great movie. Brokeback Mountain absolutely deserves to be there. Number 96, Donnie Darko. And 95 is, number, is Donnie Darko. I've been trying to get my husband to watch this movie for years, James. Mm-hmm. It's amazing it is creepy in the best way it's it's a total mind it it totally just messes with your mind um cult classic uh love it donnie darko highly recommend scott pilgrim versus another the world, cult classic i another was surprised one that should be higher that should be higher too Really, I I was actually I thought this was like a good placement for it because I'm I'm glad that it made the 100, but um I think I'm, I think near the end or latter half it's pretty good. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I think I think it's close to a pretty perfect movie um, mm. for video game nerds or, or or nerds in general. Um, I just really love Michael Sarah in this and the scenes that you know it's 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 very unreal in the way that they put it together it's very much like a video game which they they do yeah. a very good job of chris evans is in it um and there's one scene in particular where like the girl comes looking for him and he hides and then he jumps out a window like it's just <laughs> kind of masterfully done like the the cinematography and the, the camera work whatever i love it i'm glad it's on the list all right 93 portrait of a lady on fire uh, number 92, Leon. How do you Leon. pronounce that? Leon? Leon. 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 Or, Leon. or, or Leon, if you want. Um, this was Natalie Portman's um, career-creating uh, performance, they, they, they say. Uh, but this was her introduction, um, and she was so phenomenal as this uh, little girl whose, whose family is murdered, um, and she sees her dead brother, and she's hiding with this assassin. Um, isn't it called The Assassin? I thought it was I th- called I, The Assassin. I, think I thought so, too, but I guess there are different titles, and, you know, over the years, people sometimes change the title. So you know, um, that, that's what I thought dy- also. The dynamic in this was was kind of creepy, and I, I feel like they made her do some things that were very mature for her age, um, but her performance was just um, Oscar-worthy. It was incredible, amazing. Uh, so Natalie Portman, always been a genius. Logan, I'm surprised. Yeah, from, I'm surprised from Leon that to that's Logan. on there. Um, I'm I'm kind of surprised too, though it is a solid movie. That that is also a really good movie, and it's a really great, uh, you know, before Deadpool three, a very great way to put that character, uh, Hugh Jackman's version of it, to rest. And so I thought that mm. was very good. Okay. Um, Terminator um, coming in at ninety. I thought this would be higher, yes. but um, but glad it made the top one hundred. Classic eighty nine. No Country for Old Men. Uh, Javier Bardem considered one of the best sociopaths to be played on on movie or TV history. So that's really good. I really recommend that movie. Titanic, another James Cameron. Right. Classic. Mm-hmm. Is that too high um, or too low? That's uh, too that's too low. Come on, mm. it's Titanic, man. My heart will yeah. go on. Um, <laughs> Great soundtrack. Followed by The Exorcist. We've got Black Panther, um, which I'm I'm just happy to see like Marvel movies on here in general. I feel like you know those superhero movies don't really get the love that they deserve sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy to see it on this list. So I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit because we've got so many here. Um, but uh, oh, Thor Ragnarok also making the list at eighty three. That was I was surprised by that one. I don't think Thor Ragnarok should make the one hundred. I'm sorry. It's a fun, good well, movie, but I don't think best 
100 of it's all time. a fun, good movie, but I feel like it's the most rewatchable. Like, I could watch it again and again and yeah. again. And with a lot of the other uh, Marvel movies, I can't really. Um, but that one, I feel, is the most rewatchable. So it doesn't surprise me too much. Um, 79. E.T. the Extraterrestrial with Drew Barrymore making the list, as we mentioned, um, as a child star. I believe she was only four years old uh, when she made that movie. So we love her for that. What were you going to say? A 77, Return of the Jedi, Star Wars. Yes, absolutely. And look at that beautiful picture of Harrison. Oh, my God, my man. And Chewie, uh, look if- at him. He looks great. <laughs> <laughs> So lean, so strong. Anyways. Um, All right. Ooh, number 70. I like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's a great movie. Solid uh, storytelling and incredible visuals. So very good placement for, for that one. All right. And we've also got Lady Bird of high acclaim. Oh, Singing in the Rain, a nice classic coming in at 67. Yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, Jack Nicholson, one of his greatest performances of all time. Oh, La La Land. I'm happy to see that uh, there. Yeah, maybe it maybe it's good. It was but, uh, it was self congratulatory Hollywood, you know, kind of kind of movie. But I like the songs. Yeah, let's uh, uh, jump down to uh, 61. Pan's Labyrinth. That was very good. Ooh. The Guillermo del Toro fairy tale for grownups. Excellent film. I saw that later, uh, much later after it came out. But such a good film. So very happy about that. Um, one of uh, just a wonderful demonstration of surrealism in film. Um, I want I give that movie a standing ovation every single time, even though it's sad. Uh, f- jumping down again, we're we're skipping a lot because there are a lot of films on this. But check out the list for yourself and let us know if you think some of these should or should not be included. But number fifty three, Forrest Gump. No surprise there. Of course, Gen A. Uh, Gen A. We got a lot of Gen A talking about this past week or two. Oh, and Tom and Tom Hanks also at number fifty-four, Saving Private Ryan. So really good uh, film. Hanks is all over this list. Yeah, uh, let's see. Of course, you wouldn't have a list without Daniel Day Lewis. Number forty-three, There Will Be Blood. Beautifully shot, well acted, and so that's a that's a that's a classic. Also, film. Another classic uh, coming in at number forty-one, Silence of the Lambs, starring Anthony Hopkins, of course, Jodie Foster. Very good. Mm. Um, Gladiator at number thirty-nine. Yes, my name is Maximus something Aurelius. Mm-hmm. You killed my family. Prepare to Prepare die. Prepare to die. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Exactly. Basically, basically, the Princess <laughs> had, Bride remake. Um, <laughs> he had his Inigo Montoya moment, yeah. <laughs> this is a great scene. Uh, no, l- number 34, no surprise, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Uh, all three of those films, oh. by the way, make it on the top 100 list. Mm-hmm. So, um, deservedly. Uh, number 32, The Thing. The Thing, the uh, John Carpenter film, incredible horror classic. If you haven't seen The Thing, check mm. out The Thing. I'm trying to see if the last, uh, uh, The Princess Bride has to be on here. If it's not, I'm going to throw my computer. Princess Bride needs to be on here. I haven't scrolled all the way down, guys, yet. Let's see if I'm going to be disappointed. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the mm-hmm. one where uh, Sean Connery is Harrison Ford's father, uh, and they're fighting Nazis together. A complete classic. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, transform- one of those you know transformative movies that you watch when you're young yeah. um, that transformed me uh, for sure. Let's see what else we've got here. It transformed your love and appreciation for for Harrison Ford. For Harrison Ford. (laughs) For life. For life. All right. 27, The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, of course, followed by 26, Die Hard. Uh, Yes, I I agree. That's a good placement for Mm. for Die Hard. 
Also, 24th place, Terminator, mm-hmm. Judgment Day. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. All right. James the Cameron's Matrix. all over this list. Of course he is. <laughs> everything mm-hmm. he makes, everything he makes, like, um, is, is a historic film in, in cinema. Uh, the Matrix coming in at number 20. This also transformed uh, cinema, um, cutting-edge visual effects uh, at the time that it came out. Keanu Reeves, um, of course, as Neo. Classic. Classic of a classic. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Absolutely. One, I mean, this one was really, I would say it's really good too. And visually, you know, spectacular. I would say, I wouldn't be surprised if this was on the bottom list of the of the top 100. But, you know, it, it's still a great movie. Mm-hmm. Another great movie, uh, number 18, Parasite, which won uh, Best mm. Picture at the 2020 it was Oscars. Very good. Very good. Uh, also very good. Another James Cameron movie, Aliens, the sequel <laughs> to course. Alien, which also made the list uh, just a few sp- spots yes. a little bit lower. Uh, we and got my Blade man Runner. Again. Blade yes, Runner. My Harrison man again Ford. in Blade Runner, uh, which um, essentially created the sci-fi genre. Well, it didn't create it, but um, it was a highlight of the sci-fi genre, of course. Um, brought it into modern filmmaking uh, with visual effects and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Blade Runner, of course. We've got Jurassic Park, yes. Um, the Godfather music Part alone. Two. Um, Back to the Future, number 13. Very happy that this made the list and it is very high on this list. Mm. And Star uh, Wars coming in at number 11. Yes. Also with uh, my man. Yes, by... I like how you said that. <laughs> yes. Followed by Goodfellas at 10 and another round of Harrison Ford love with uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark at number nine. I'm telling you, there's a reason I love him. Um, (laughs) Yes, this is making me happier. It's doing justice uh, by far. Avengers Infinity War number eight. Now, I would say um, this is important because of just the, the scale of, of, like, this is one of the culmination. You know, obviously we had Endgame afterwards, but Infinity War was the culmination of 10, 11 years of, of mm-hmm. world building and, you know, getting to this point, this this story Dozens arc. Of movies. Getting to this yeah. point. And because this has never been done in, in movie cinema history, I think it does deserve to be on the list. Maybe maybe not in top 10, but for sure high up there just for its impact, its cultural mm. and global impact. I think that I think that's fair. Yeah, uh, this one my my uh, father in law will really like Jaws coming in at number six, of course, yeah. and that was filmed uh, off the waters of uh, Martha's Vineyard right here in New England, uh, in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. The Shawshank Redemption, my husband's favorite, uh, Gary <laughs> Cooper, Morgan Freeman, um, uh, difficult to watch, but an incredible story. The Green the Mile is- should be on here. I haven't looked ahead yet. We'll see. What's what's the thing? No, the thing is, it's funny because I told my wife too. Like growing up, when whenever you know they had movies on TV, uh, like the AMC channel or, or whatever, it, whether it was either like the Shawshank Redemption or Forrest Gump, anytime I was scrolling through the through the channels and I popped up on one of those episode, one of those movies at any part of the movie, I'm like, okay, I guess that's what I'm doing for the rest of this uh, this movie's uh, length time because <laughs> I can watch. I've seen those movies countless times, and uh, whenever it's on, it's like, okay, I guess we're sitting down and watching this now because yeah so incredible so well done Mm. number four the dark knight heath ledger's joker uh i think the greatest iteration of this character um and uh well deserved for heath ledger the godfather of course coming in at number three 
And who have we got for two and one, James? Let's Star see. Wars. Star oh, Wars, I'm... The Empire Strikes Back. And again, like I said, I compare... Uh, I've compared many things to The Empire Strikes Back, whether that's the Shrek trilogy, uh, the Shrek series, like Shrek 2, I call, it's, it's like The Empire Strikes Back of that series, and Paddington 2, you know, even though they, they haven't made Part 3 yet, it is being made, but I do say Paddington 2 is The Empire Strikes Back of, of that series, and and mm-hmm. I think that's a great, this movie is so great, so of course it's on number, number two on this list, that not only is it a great movie, but it's also a great barometer for judging other movies and describing how great another movie is so that's how important and amazing this film is well it's important to my life um this was my introduction to star wars when i was nine years old um i i was watching it in the middle of the film it was just playing in in our bedroom in my mom's bedroom where i was playing and i saw the scene where uh you know vader cuts off luke's hand and i am your Mm. father and it changed my life like my little brain exploded and uh that in that moment was born uh not only shock at all but my my love of movies and of star wars and han and leia and harrison and everybody like that um it just it 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 is my awakening movie of, of um of love for movies let's let's put it that jamie's um, passion number one activated. yes my passion for this uh and number one on this list i i'm not sure that i agree but you know the lord of the rings the fellowship of the rings peter peter jackson's uh fantasy epic you know based on the books uh it was very well done admittedly yes um, true to the story, true to the book, the filmmaking was uh, was uh, amazing. I think it took them years and years. I think they it was like six they straight filmed. years. Yeah, they filmed all the movies like back to back. Right, right. Um, so uh, deservedly in the top ten. But here, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my I'm gonna throw a fit right now. Where is the <laughs> where is where's the Princess Bride? Where is the Princess Bride? The Princess yeah. Bride is the most perfect movie ever made, and it deserves to be on this list. Um, so that's that's my um, yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree. That's I agree. Rant. Like with with the Princess Bride, you deserve you think it deserves to be on this list. I think Paddington Two deserves to be much higher on this list. Uh, for those of you listening and watching, let us know what you are angry or happy with with what made this list of Empire's uh, 100 best movies of all time. Uh, please let us know what you would add, what you would take it take away. Uh, comment down below at Hub on Hollywood. Uh, yeah, what, what did you think about this roundup? This is pretty controversial, I think. But uh, of uh, course, what list? What list I isn't mean, controversial was, these days? It's comprehensive. I'm, I'm, you know, it's inclusive of a lot of things. But I feel like there are things that are given a lot more weight here than really deserve it. Um, but who put this together? You. Talk to me right now. I, was yeah. it like a, a group it's of team people? Empire. Or was it, was so it this one was based guy off that of, really likes the Lord of the Rings? So <laughs> this was, according to Empire, uh, in creating the list of 100 best movies, Empire asked readers to share their picks, a selection of movies that comfort challenge and pioneer films that blow your mind help you see things from a new perspective and then continue to shape cinema as we know it today films that make you feel something combining reader votes with critics choices from team empire so that's how this list was put mm. together mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, let us know what you think. Again, we are on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok at Hub on Hollywood. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a share. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you very much. Be sure to subscribe. Hit that like button. And if you are listening to us on any of the major podcasting streaming services, uh, please give us a five-star review. It really does help out the podcast. And uh, yeah, this is uh, a great episode, jam-packed, but stick around after the credits because we have casting calls get you on film get you in commercials that is right and there's uh it's we're getting through the winter projects are coming back the spring will spring with flowers and opportunities here in new england and we will bring them to you uh so stick around for that and if not we'll see you next week bye Here we are at the end of the Hub on Hollywood, the part where we get you in the movies. Uh, we've got some of the casting calls here to share with you. But if acting is your thing, you're, you're going to want to go and sign up for all of the casting agencies in New England to get their notifications. There's also Backstage.com. Um, some of those casting agencies you want to sign up for, Boston Casting, of course. Uh, there's CP, Slate, Kendall Cooper, uh, Billy Dowd, all of these people bringing, uh, helping to cast phenomenal movies and get people on screen, A-list uh, creations on Netflix, everywhere you want to be. They yeah. are making uh, big, big movies and productions here in New England. Today, we are going to start with CP Casting. They are looking for girls age 9 to 11 for a movie. You must be legally nine years old um, and able to portray the daughter between uh, two actors. If you want to look them up, uh, their names are uh, Ilfenish Hadira and Stephen Graham. Basically, they're looking for a Caucasian with brunette hair. So for a speaking role... In a, a low-budget feature, feature film uh, that is filming in Greenfield, Massachusetts, which is about two hours west of Boston, so uh, Western Mass, uh, currently scheduled for uh, mid-February. So please, if this sounds like you or your child or your, your, your niece who might be interested in a speaking role in this feature film, please email the child's full name, phone number, date of birth, where you currently live right now, headshot, acting resume, and availability for mid-February to early March. Email all of that to cpcastingsubmissionkids at gmail.com. All right, Slate Casting, looking for extras and golfers for a commercial. This is a non-union gig uh, that pays 350 bucks if you are selected, plus 50 bucks for a fitting shooting uh, on February 9th or 10th in the Boston area. You must be local to New England. So the first role is going to be for somebody going as a formal party attendee between 30 and 55 years old. Uh, so send your name, contact information, current photos of, uh, of, your, of yourself, full-length photo of yourself in a fancy attire as if you were attending a formal event. Send that to Slate Self Tape 3, the number 3, Slate Self Tape 3 at gmail.com. And then they have an extra role for a golfer between 30 and 45 years old. Uh, again, send your name, contact information, photo of yourself um, in full golf attire as well. 
including your height, weight, shirt, pants, and shoe size, send that to slateselftape3 at gmail.com. Awesome. Slate also looking for commercials. They're looking for security guards. They're looking for men 30 to 45, tall and muscular or beefy. <laughs> That's their words, not mine. <laughs> um, they, uh, this is non-union. It pays pretty well. Shoots uh, Saturday, February 4th in the Boston area. Uh, you're also going to have to do a COVID test in Alston on uh, the 2nd on Groundhog Day. You must be local to New England. Uh, if this sounds like you, if you are a beefy security guard type, um, you are going to want to send your name, contact information, headshot, resume, city you live in, your height, uh, and make sure that you get body shots, full body shots. Send that all to slatecastingextras at gmail.com. All right, CP Casting, looking for male actors and singers between 30 and 60 years old for a live performance. Uh, this is the symphonic version of Ragtime the Musical, which we have been talking about in previous episodes. This is taking place uh, May 3rd through the 13th, including rehearsals and performances, as well as July 8th through the uh, July 6th through the 8th, uh, taking place in Boston and in Lenox. This is a paid gig. So, for the audition, uh, tape yourself singing and acting uh, with uh, in-person callback information. Uh, send all that by February 18th and 19th here in Boston to cpcastingsubmission2023 at gmail.com. cpcastingsubmission2023 at gmail.com. You know, and it's important, James, to uh, to sign up with these casting agencies because sometimes there's yeah. opportunities that uh, pop up that are very quick turnaround. That uh, so earlier this week there was an opportunity to audition for a streaming series pitch where you could work with an award-winning filmmaker, but it was literally you had one hour to submit your audition mm. tape um one hour so that was uh through through boston casting but there are these uh, you know phenomenal opportunities that pop up uh so if that is something that you would like to do for yourself or in the future we always uh suggest that you sign up with the casting agencies boston casting being the biggest and uh busiest among them so that is our casting. Those are our casting calls uh, for this week. We thank you for listening. Um, if you are in the film industry and you would love to, you know, share your art with us, go ahead and reach out to us at the Hub on Hollywood. It's the Hub on Hollywood at gmail.com. We're also on the gram, on the Facebooks, mm -hmm. on the TikToks, on Twitter. Uh, we're everywhere that you want to be. You can hear us on all the major streaming uh, streaming services, iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes. Um, and you can also watch us on YouTube. So yeah. uh, we just love sharing this with you. And if you would like to contribute anything for the Hub on Hollywood, you know, someone we want to talk to, something we want to talk about, let us know. We would Reach love out reach out we would love to know and we would love to talk about those things and we thank you yes we do mm -hmm. <laughs> well thank you so much uh, until next time i'm james i'm jamie see ya bye lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.